Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. In the short run, the market is a voting machine, but in the long term, it's a weighing machine. And that is simply a quote about fundamentals. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Welcome back, Best Ever listeners, to another episode of Passive Investor Tips. I'm your host, Travis Watts. In this episode, we're talking about why your first million is so hard. Disclaimers as always, never financial advice, not telling you or anyone else what to do for educational purposes only. So let's get started. A lot of investors, myself included, when you first get rolling or you're in your first few years of investing, start with a goal in mind. A lot of people say, well, I want to be a millionaire or I want to have $10,000 a month in passive income. And while goals are great, and I'm a big advocate for goals, I talk about them all the time, you also need to have a plan. So in the last episode, we discussed the four pillars of financial independence, which are basically an outline or a guide on how exactly you can get from A to B. If you haven't checked out that episode, I highly encourage you to do so. So make a note of it. And as I always say, it's simple but not easy. 
So you might wonder, why is it that three quarters of all millionaires in the United States are over the age of 55? Or why is it that less than 10% of Americans are deemed accredited investors? I was recently reading a national survey conducted by Chris Hogan in affiliation with the Dave Ramsey team. This is a survey that they conducted on 2,000 millionaires nationwide, as well as surveying the general population. When they asked the survey participants, do you have to be lucky in order to get rich? 51% of the general population said yes, while only 22% of actual millionaires agreed with that. Also, they asked, do you think that the majority of millionaires inherited their wealth? And 62% of the general population said yes, while only 31% of millionaires agreed with that statement. And the reality is, if becoming a millionaire was so easy, then everyone would do it, right? So in this episode, I'm going to outline a few reasons why your first million is so difficult. And the first reason is pretty short and to the point. It's financial education. Financial education is mostly a self-study. It's very rarely, if at all, taught in schools and by your friends and family. So you're going to have to get out there and read books, potentially find mentors and listen to podcasts like these. So I applaud you for tuning in to today's episode because that really is part of the foundation to building financial education and getting yourself to your end goal. So number one is pretty self-explanatory. Number two is self-discipline, often not talked about nearly enough, at least in my opinion. And I think of it this way. Have you ever made a New Year's resolution just to find yourself a month or two later breaking it? I know I have. And it's because anything in life that's long-term is difficult to sustain. It does take a lot of self-discipline. So we could talk about diets, we could talk about exercise, and financial education and investing is no different. It still falls within this category. Funny little side story on this. So when I used to work in oil and gas, I had a coworker. I was flipping homes and doing some long-term buy and hold rentals and vacation rentals. He was seeing the results of that, and I would naturally want to talk about that and educate others. And he goes, look, you be my mentor. You just tell me what to do. I want to have results for myself, which is noble and which is fine. And I was more than happy to be his mentor, and I was. So I taught him what I was doing, how to do it. We were both living in the same local market. So the first house that he ends up selling probably netted him in the ballpark of $100,000 in profits. But here's the problem. You know what he did with the money? He bought a brand new truck, brand new truck, gas guzzling truck. So that's a liability, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. And then as he gets to his second property that he sells, I don't know what he made on that property, but it was probably pretty good. You know what he did with that money? He quit his job and he lived on the profits for one or two years. I can't remember the exact time frame, but he ate away all the profits. So you fast forward Two years after starting his financial journey, he was no better off than he was from day one. In fact, he had fallen behind a little bit. So he had less assets. He still had his truck as a liability, and he was no closer to his goals. I don't know what his goals were, whether it was be a millionaire or have X amount of passive income. He had none of it. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but 
you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years. And he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. That brings me to my third point, which is understanding assets versus liabilities. Probably nobody more quoted, more famous than describing assets versus liabilities as Robert Kiyosaki, the owner of the Rich Dad Company, author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. He says, quite simply, an asset is something that puts money in your pocket every month, and a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket every month, whether or not you work. See, that's the caveat, whether or not you work. So he's talking about passive investing. So Robert Kiyosaki says that your house is not an asset unless you can rent it out and have positive cash flow. Then it becomes an asset. And a car, for example, is just a car. It doesn't mean that a car is an asset or a liability. It depends on its usage. So in the case of my buddy, he bought a brand new car and he used it only for personal use. So it became a liability. He had to pay insurance. He had to pay maintenance. He had to buy the car up front and it was going down in value the whole time. And it certainly wasn't generating him any money. But let's say you took a vehicle and you rented it out. There's a lot of third-party sites now where you can rent vehicles. If you could make more money by renting it out than what you have to pay or owe on the vehicle, it now becomes an asset. Or you could think of it like this. If you owned a construction company and you purchased a vehicle for business purposes, you were able to depreciate that for tax purposes, and that pickup or that vehicle actually made you a profit, in other words, it was essential to making money with your business, that could then be deemed an asset in that situation. Whether or not it's an asset or liability depends on if it puts positive cash flow or passive income in your pocket every month or it takes money away from you. So that's a quick rundown on assets versus liabilities 101. And unfortunately, a lot of people have difficulty distinguishing between the two. But again, we weren't taught that in school. Were you? I know I wasn't.
So that brings us to number four, which is understanding fundamentals. Warren Buffett's probably the most famous and quoted under this category as being a value investor. He doesn't trade stocks actively. He doesn't read headlines and buy into hype and look at speculative assets. He's looking at the fundamentals of companies so that he knows when he's truly buying something or investing in something at true value or below value. So he knows when he's getting a good deal. This year in the stock market, we've seen the most speculative assets take the steepest and deepest nosedives. You've seen things like crypto and digital currencies and NFTs and tech stocks and unprofitable companies take massive, massive pullbacks and retractions as we potentially head towards recession. And you've seen the most profitable companies, the blue chip stocks, the dividend paying companies, positive cash flowing real estate really hold their weight in an environment like this. And that, my friends, is all about the fundamentals. I love the quote by Benjamin Graham. He says, in the short run, the market is a voting machine, but in the long term, it's a weighing machine. And that is simply a quote about fundamentals. One last story I'll share with you is the story of Michael Jordan. Probably no one more famously quoted or known for talking about fundamentals. Michael Jordan would show up early to practice. He would work his days off. He would be doing very simple and routine things all through the off season, like working on simple movements, dribbling the ball, taking very easy shots, just working on his form. And Michael Jordan's quote goes like this. He says, you can practice shooting eight hours a day, but if your technique is wrong, then all you become is very good at shooting the wrong way. Get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. I love that. So I want to thank you for tuning in. This has been a very short episode of Passive Investor Tips. If we haven't connected on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Bigger Pockets, look me up, Travis Watts. My last name's W-A-T-T-S or at passive investor tips on social media. So always happy to be a resource for you or anyone you know that could find value in these episodes or in this content. I give my time away for free to all of you. So I'll see you next week in another episode. Have a best ever week, everyone.